0: Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for
1: it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work.
0: Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. From Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode 16, launching and running a debt-free business. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting.
1: So um, I think that there's this conventional wisdom out there that you have to spend money to make money. And I think as much as you and I, Emily, believe in investing in ourselves and hiring talent to help us make our business totally boss... I think that there's something to be said for launching and running a debt-free business. Um, I feel like you don't have to be spending cash to build a successful business. You don't have to be throwing money around like crazy to make money. Um, So today I really just want to talk about how we did it with little money and no investors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. High five for us, by the way. High five. Do you, do you, do you, do you ever just like, <laughs> let me get real proud for the moment. Do you ever just like sit and like look at what you've done and realize that you paid cash for all of it?
1: Um, no. But do you if, not? I do I don't. <laughs> I don't think I think of it in the same way that, I think you're like the money person. Am I? And I'm kind of more like, I guess if I start, if I, I you know what, here's what it is. I'm a future dweller. Like, I think that there are some people that, like, constantly go back to the past and, like, rehash and even regrets or what they're proud of or what they've accomplished. For me, even, like, once it's done, it's done. Like, I don't even get nostalgic about my wedding or, you know, like, I'm just ready to move forward. I get more excited about my next vacation than I do about, (laughs) like, reliving the past. Anyway, so I think that that's what keeps me from really looking back and thinking, like, oh,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Right. Well, see, and mine's not so much looking back, and maybe it's because, like, I have the studio, and we'll definitely be talking about, like, I don't know how we did it in a minute, but just the fact that there have been a couple times that I've literally, like, stood in the studio, and even with David a couple times and gone, you know, like, we've done all of this on no credit, and, like, what that actually means to be able to say that and having, like, we have multiple computers in here and, like, all the furniture and even, like, I don't know, even the things, like, at our house and stuff, but regardless, just... There is such such a great feeling that comes from knowing that you've worked your ass off so hard that you owe no one for what you've built, which I think is obviously what we're going to be talking about today, but is really such a huge accomplishment. I think it's important to just sort of note that, I don't know, you can do it and it feels good to do it, so yeah. at least give it a go.
1: <laughs> yes, agreed. Okay, so, so running a debt-free business, like, let's just start mm-hmm. from the beginning. Let's do it. And I don't, I don't, oh, well, okay. I recognize, here's what happened. A lot of people in our Facebook group, they're like, "I, I need specifics. Like, what did you do from the beginning that got you to where you are now? Because everything feels intangible. And I feel like we're constantly sharing our story and we're constantly sharing what we did from the beginning and trying to get as specific and detailed as possible. But they're just, I mean, one, there's not a formula. I wish there was.
0: Make it easy. It would make it
1: really easy. <laughs> but then
0: we'd all be super successful, making lots of money. Oh, As that's we the goal, sh- though, We isn't should it? be, though. We should be. So,
1: I guess what I was thinking is, okay, I what what really has gotten me to a place where I kind of feel rich and financially free and successful. And I, if I had to start from the beginning, I think it's never taking out a loan, never. Um, even in some ways, accepting money from investors, Mm -hmm. um, never getting a credit card. Yeah. And going into debt. And so if I had to go even further back, I think it comes from my just Midwest upbringing. My parents are, they both work for the state and they Mm -hmm. have pensions and retirements and they are savers. Um, and in high school, I remember my mom got me a credit card. I think it had a $300 limit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, you can have a credit card, but it only has $300 on it. And that doesn't mean you have $300. It means that you will owe $300 if you put money on this card. Like, so just the basics of how money works, she taught me from an early age. And then I remember like, one of the biggest financial decisions I had ever made or felt empowered to make is going to college. And my parents Mm -hmm. told me if I went to the University of Oklahoma, which was like pretty much in our backyard, they would pay for my tuition and they would also pay for like housing and food, that sort of thing. Um, Or if I wanted to go somewhere like NYU, that they would help as much as they could, but that I was going to have to take out loans and go into debt and do that sort of thing. So I had this like big fat book. This is kind of, it wasn't pre-internet, but there weren't sites on the internet where you could compare schools, so I had this fat book of all the art schools, and uh, I bought it at Barnes and Noble. And I was looking through it, and at the top it gives like just you know the basic overview of um, how big the school is, what kind of art programs they offer, how big their library is, and how much it costs. And I remember looking at NYU versus OU, and NYU is something like I want to say thirty thousand either a semester mm-hmm. or a year. Thirty thousand, and then OU was like three thousand a year. I mean, yeah. literally, I think my tuition was fifteen hundred dollars a semester, so it was super cheap. And I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do that. It was kind of. I don't have many regrets. Like I was saying earlier, <laughs> like I don't live in the past. Sometimes I wish right. I had gone to like a cool fancy school like NYU, but I have friends that are still paying off their debt, and we're in our 30s from student loans and we're in the same place, you know, it didn't stop me from starting my own business and running my own business. So anyway, that's just to say, I made the decision to go to the cheaper school, which was still great, and I graduated with no debt. So that is like huge. Like that's the first big chunk of it is not having student loans or student debt. And I think I just carried this philosophy with me even in starting a business. So I never even thought about opening a line of credit until I was hanging out with a couple of my guy friends who also own a design agency. Shout out to Dustin and Brian because um, <laughs> they've listened to the podcast. They're in our Facebook group.
0: Oh, yeah. hi, guys. <laughs> so
1: anyway, one day they were mentioning, you know, a line of credit. And we were just kind of talking shop. And I was like, wait, you can do that? So I remember going home and I was like, Tara, maybe we should open a line of credit. Not that we even need to, but it, there's something about like that idea of that that made me think maybe that's the more legit thing to do. Like maybe mm-hmm. going into debt is the legit thing to do. Um, anyway, so I'm just saying we didn't really – like I, the thought never crossed my mind to take out money or to get a loan or to get investors because we just hit the ground running with launching a product that can make us money.
0: Yeah. I think, well, and I think that's a really, really smart way to do it. My, my beginning was a little different, (laughs) hugely different. So my family is like, is lower middle class and has struggled with credit their entire lives. So like as a kid, I watched my parents go into debt constantly, my, like my entire childhood. And I saw sure of the wreck that, credit could have on someone's life. And then whenever I did go to college, I did get student loans. And those are things that I'm still paying off. <laughs> like, we're really close, though, and like recently just paid off a whole one. So like, it's something that we're still doing. Um, but um, but yeah, I I grew up with this sort of fear of credit. And, um, whenever I was in, in college, I behaved badly, (laughs) I guess with credit and, um, and, but quickly like learned the lesson, shut everything down and have not opened a line of credit since. And David and I have even joked multiple times, like we've, and not really even joked, like I'm totally game to do it. This idea of, of living your entire life without ever using it because it's possible It's just, it's not something that normal people do ever anymore. Um, But it's something that we've sort of just sort of joked around about because we have done so much without using credit that why would we keep going or why wouldn't we keep going?
1: Okay. Wait, can I, can I tell you why you need credit? Sure. Go for it. Okay. So my brother, the sideshow performer who I've mentioned before so my, I guess my parents never trusted him with a credit card. Like, they never gave him that $300 credit card. Right. But literally, he has no credit. So he has a hard time, like, whenever people run credit reports on him, because yeah. he has no credit, it looks like, almost like he has bad credit.
0: Yeah. Okay, we'll 2 We'll see. That is a total thing.
1: Right. So, and then two, and so that might affect your ability to buy a house or things like that. And then, or right. if you do ever need to... I guess this goes against the point. I was like, if you ever need to apply for credit. <laughs> right. You know, I, it's kind of a catch 22, but um, I was also going to say another good reason is, so we have a mileage plus card. And so oh, we put yeah. everything on our credit card and then we get free miles. And so we basically get a fly for free to places yep. because we put everything on the credit card. We still treat it kind of like cash because we don't, we never go into debt. We just pay it all off at the end of the month. In fact, this last week, our payment was due, and it was a day late just because it fell through the cracks. I don't, I'm not You've in been charge of that. you traveling a lot.
0: I get it. I'm not in charge of that.
1: <laughs> but um, it, it was a paid a day late. And so my husband, Jeremy, he called, and he was like, we're never late. Can we get the late fee taken off? And they took it off. So that's another trick. Oh,
0: amazing. If you just
1: call your credit card company, you can ask for lower interest rates and for them to waive fees, like late fees, if you're always really good about paying it. So anyways, I think sure. those are a couple of good reasons to have credit.
0: Sure, they are. And it's it's not something that David and I have totally just just like marked off the list. And we're actually in the same place where David has never needed credit. Like his parents paid for his college um, and he... Um, I don't know, has just he's always been a hard worker and never like needed credit cards. And now that we're old enough to actually need things like cars and houses, like he's screwed over at the moment because also just banks and how credit like lenders work these days. Um, he has he's never put anything on it, so now he can't get anything put on it. So it is like credit is I'm not here to talk about credit today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to do. The point of this is um, that that I learned very differently about credit and really went into my business with this idea that I couldn't get it or I wouldn't get it because I at least come from a family where everyone had really crappy credit and I didn't want to fall in that line. So I just said, you know what, I'll do it without it. Um, And so was able to build everything that I have without ever putting a penny on a credit card without ever borrowing any money from anyone for any of my equipment um, or anything that I do. And um, is totally possible. So whether you come from a place like Kathleen <laughs> with super responsible parents who who do all the right things or someone um, like me who just were never taught how to like correctly handle credit um, and building things without it, then there's hope for you either way. It's totally doable. And now I think we're gonna talk about how it is that we did it, right? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Let's do it. Perfect. All right. So let's talk about... Oh. Snap, (laughs) Kathleen. You want this one? Jinx. You owe me
1: a LaCroix. No, you go. You go.
0: All right. So let's talk about the things that we we invested in, like, when we started our business. So, like, the first things that we put money into, because you and I talk a lot about investing in your business and how important that is, um, and... What was your first investment? And when was it? My computer. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I suppose, so I was still working a day job. And I, it's hard to remember. So I had like an older laptop that I had bought while I was working my day job. That was just like my home personal computer. And then I bought a 27-inch iMac Mm
0: -hmm. whenever
1: I quit my job. So I can't remember how much those were back then, but I want to say right. it was like around 2000 ish if there. that sounds yeah. right. Um, somewhere between $2,000 and $3,000. Um, I was still using a stolen version, or not stolen, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I hope that my old agency isn't listening to this, but I was still <laughs> using some design software from my old agency, so my Adobe Creative Suite. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, maybe I was even still using like a student version. I just remember it wasn't legit, right. but then, probably shortly after I got my computer, I went ahead and invested in a real version of Adobe Creative Suite, and I felt like a grown-up. Yeah, but here's what I wasn't buying. and so I started as a graphic designer. I was using a blogspot template for mm-hmm. my website. I was using fonts that I had. Like I was hardly for right now every client that works with us, I'm usually buying at least one or two fonts for them so that we're using something fresh and new even though I still have my favorites. Anyway, um I I was just using the fonts that I already had which were from school. Like someone had a CD of fonts. Yeah. So probably <laughs> stolen fonts. Watch like me, like watch Adobe and
0: Right, and they're probably like, going to come after us. also industries. every other creative on the planet, <laughs>
1: please. Right? Like, don't piss everybody well, off. Well, they're locking <laughs> down on it. So I remember investing in um, Creative Suite, and that was when I was freelancing. So then starting Braid, some of the first things that I invested in starting Braid, oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, well, I guess an employee. So we mm-hmm. hired a part-time employee probably three months after we started, and that felt like a huge really big deal. We had a friend do our website. He hooked us up. Mm -hmm. Probably then our next big investment after that was actually hiring you to do our e-course. Right. And then hiring you again to merge our website with our e-course. So everything was under one platform. Like that was a big investment. But that wasn't even until we had been in business for maybe
0: a year. That was at least a year. Yeah. So we were.
1: meanwhile, we're making money. Like we're selling what we do we're making money and then we're able to kind of reinvest it back into the mm-hmm. business.
0: That's good. I also, I like, I want to point out what you said about employees and about employees being an investment. Cause I feel like that's something that a lot of, a lot of our crowd like see employees as a cost. Like it's something that's going to cost them money to have someone do something for them. Um, and that's That was on my list. Employees are an investment. They're something that you, um, you, you, pay into both time and money, and if you do it well and do it right and you choose the right people, they will give back, like, multiple fold what you have put into them. Um, So high five. Employees are an investment.
1: (laughs) Yes, but it it is a big chunk of money. The nice thing about employees, though, is that it's not a huge chunk of money at once that you would pay for someone like a contractor. Um, What were some of the first big investments that you made?
0: Um, Computer computer was one of mine. Um, and I remember the first big project that I got was about two months after I like launched freelancing. I got, um, I got a web design project that was like $2,000. Um, and I literally the same week, and this is like universe just telling me what to do. Um, my computer crashed. I had like an old like Dell desktop computer. It lost tons of baby pictures. Like it's like, I literally get sick to my stomach just talking about it now. Um, but my computer crashed, right? Like two days after I booked the biggest project I thought I was ever going to get at that point. (laughs) And so I took that money and a little bit of savings and went and I got a 21 and a half inch iMac. Um, I think it was like 2300 bucks, somewhere around in there um, brought that home. I remember, I remember the day I set it up. It was like one of those like proud moments, like both in my life. Cause I had just graduated college. Um, and, but also like as a business, like it was my first computer and I still have it It's still sitting right over there. It's ready to go. If anyone wants a computer, <laughs> I'm selling my first iMac. Um, but, uh, but I think computer is really important. For any online business, I think, if you are running a business online, you have to have the tools to run a business online. And for for creatives, like it's a computer or online entrepreneurs, it's a computer. Um, if you are creative in nature and that you need like a good computer to actually like do your skill, computer, <laughs> like yeah. don't work off of a crap computer. That was one of the first or it was the first thing that I invested in. Um, also software, like I used the student version of Adobe for a little while, um, but then I did invest in the full one. Um, I remember doing, well, the productivity stuff, like to com or whatever that like T-E-U-X. Oh, but that's like $5. That's a $5 app. It is. It is. But it's still like, that's even small things like that. That's true. Investing, because a lot of people have a hard time getting nickeled and dimed like that over these recurring things. But that was one of the first things that I invested in. $5 to make me more productive was a great $5 investment. Um, Or like these days, apps on iPads are one of those things that most people are like, a 99 cent app? Bitch, if it's going to make you more more productive, then you need to spend 99 cents on that app. Um, So productivity tools were one of those things that I invested in early because I had no ad agency experience. None. Like I had to make myself productive. So productivity skills or tools were really big for me. Um, Six months into it, I I invested $1,000 into being a partner of Adobe Business Catalyst. Um, because they have a partnership program for their developers. Um, and that, for me, I realized immediately how important it would be to have that additional like revenue stream. So I was putting all of my clients on Business Catalyst anyway, and by investing and being a partner, I got uh, 20% back on the hosting fees that they paid. Um, And that wasn't much. I mean, I'm talking like $4 a month for like each of my clients or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, Um, how much
1: money are you making off of me? I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) So much. I mean, like, well, I think uh, like an e-commerce site, it's like 7 bucks a month or something. So like... Not enough to like. I, that's like a happy meal, right? <laughs> or something like. I don't know how much happy meals cost, but um, but it's it's very it's very small amount of money. But in the past five years, I've been paid ten thousand. Oh yeah, from so business. Paid for so like, yeah, I invested, yes. I, I invested a thousand dollars. Yes, I invested a thousand dollars five years ago, and now it's ten thousand. That that's just been coming in five hundred dollar increments as it gets up. So so investing in a way that you can diversify your revenue stream, do it early because it'll end up paying off in the long run. Um, okay, let me also, ask you this: Is there anything
1: mm-hmm. that you didn't
0: buy in the very beginning? I probably I probably should have invested in employees sooner. So
1: like one thing that I did early on, or that Tara and I both did. We Mm -hmm. um, got hired to record a brand video for one of our clients, and Mm -hmm. we literally recorded it on our iPhones for our client.
0: We did one for you too, Emily. You did. On our iPhones. My first brand video was done by Braid on an iPhone. Yep. So Okay,
1: so here's the deal, is that we would tell our clients, who are usually in the same place that we are, like kind of scrappy Mm -hmm. and they're starting, we would say, okay, we can hire a film crew, which we were used to. We've shot commercials with six-figure budgets, so we know how to do that sort of thing, um, or, you know, so we can we can do this, and it's going to cost a lot more money, or we can just do it on our iPhones for you. We don't offer this at all anymore, but, uh, <laughs> by the way, we work with some great people for their, um, for brand videos. If you ever need a brand video, Choate House in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Anyway, so we just work with them mostly now, and we have a couple of other partners that we use So, anyway, but we were shooting brand videos on iPhones. Now, I could have gone out and bought, I was also shooting a lot of photos for blog posts and things like that. So, I probably could have said, Well, I need a Canon Mach 3, Mach 5, whatever is out at the time. You know, I need to spend. Whatever that number is, (laughs) D7, D5. Anyway, I need to spend a ton of money on a camera, which, like, I like nice things. And so, I wanted to do that, but I didn't. Mm hmm. And those videos were great. Like they served yeah. all of us well for for what they were. We um, did our own video. I'll, I'll include a link to it. I'm going to include a link to our very first iphone video that got us so much business i'll i it's um about a road trip that tara and i took to texas and there was this like cow that was born and it was amazing
0: i loved it so, it was one of my favorites <laughs> and it's um
1: it's also pre-locks so you guys will get to see what my hair looked like pre-locks so anyway i will um post that in the show notes but all that to say you can do a lot with a little bit of equipment another example my brother i'm calling you out donnie so he's a sideshow performer and he wanted to start a podcast. He's so jealous of our podcast, by the way. Oh good. He's like, oh, because oh. he wants to- well, I'm so jealous bad. of his
0: mustache.
1: <laughs> I'm jealous of his life. Um he gets to like swallow swords for a living and travel the world. So anyway, he um he was like, Oh, I want a podcast. I remember a few years ago, even he was like, okay, I'm gonna do a podcast. And we went, I was visiting him in Brooklyn and we went across the street to the target, like the target in Brooklyn and found a microphone. It wasn't a Yeti mic like ours. It was like a Mm -hmm. little ball. I don't remember the exact brand. Anyway, we bought him a mic and he was like, I'm going to do a podcast. And it's kind of like, I don't know, The equivalent of buying yourself an expensive pair of jeans that's a size too small so that you can like lose weight, you know, incentive. And I think that sometimes that works, but I like to do the opposite because my brother never recorded a podcast. He never used that expensive microphone that he bought. So I think it's like better to shoot on the iPhone or to record a podcast using your iPhone microphone buds because it works. It's fine. You don't need the fancy stuff. So I would say like prove it to yourself that you're actually going to use this equipment that you want to buy all the time or use this equipment that you want to buy. Like prove it to yourself that you're going to use it all the time. I just jumbled that up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We get it. So yeah. Prove it to yourself first that you're actually going to use it and then buy it. And I think, again, that comes from, like, my Midwest upbringing. Like, I would tell my parents, I want a keyboard. I want a keyboard so bad. And they're like, okay, why don't you play the piano that we have in our dining room first? And if you play the piano every day for, you know, a month, we'll buy you a keyboard. Did I play the piano every day? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) But I did go out and like skateboard every day. So they had no problem buying me rollerblades or things that I would actually use. So I guess this is like, how can you prove it to yourself that you're actually going to use something before you invest a ton of money into it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and and going back, going, I want to talk for a second about an elephant in the room. Mm. Not really. I don't even think I used that correctly. I probably didn't. (laughs) But the idea that you and I are both designers. Yeah. And I developed. So, like, in a lot of ways, you and I kind of have built-in skills that are amazing (laughs) for building an online business. So let's jam for half a second on, on how people who don't know how to design and develop what they should be spending their money on first. And at what point do you invest in designing and developing?
1: Well, they should be spending all their money on us, of course.
0: Duh, guys. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: So actually, I tell a lot of people, I say, you know what? You need to wait a year. Like, come back to me in a year. Um, Because a lot of people are hiring us. Like, they're one of the first big investments that they make is with us. And so... um, I think, well, one, like if someone says, I want to start a blog, can you brand it? I'm like, no, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars branding a blog. And do you even know if you like blogging?
0: Right. You know, a
1: lot of people haven't even started writing. So I guess like that's how how I can think of it is that I started blogging first. And mm-hmm. I was blogging on a blogger template you know, and then yeah. slowly, and even though I'm a designer, I would just design myself a little header, but I still wasn't spending any money on it until like recently. Yeah. So anyway, I guess for there are amazing templates out there now. I don't know how you feel about this, Emily. No, but like even- I agree. I
0: use templates. Like if we can, I started on templates. Like before, I really knew how to develop as well as I can develop now. Um my first like web design blog was a template. Because because in that sort of the the stickler there with the difference between web design and web development is at some point I didn't develop as well as I designed. Um now I think it design or I develop better than I design, but whatever. Um so so yes, I use templates and, and I agree with you. I think I think that you should you should get something up and going first. Yes. Get the get the experience. Um, figure it out exactly who it is that you want to work with. And that comes from experience, like getting something up and trying it out and start defining and narrowing it in on what it is that you want to do and who you do it for. Start making some money and then invest because that's the key there. The key there is that neither of us ever spent any money on our business until our business made us money. Exactly. Amen. I mean, (laughs) so I keep telling
1: my clients this and I think it's I think the problem is that a lot of my clients or potential clients have really good taste. Yes. They're smart. They have really good taste. They just don't have the skills to do it themselves. And they see all these beautiful things, including my website, which I had infinite resources to do because I'm a designer. I have really – I have access to you. (laughs) I have access to – I mean, I paid for you, but like I also – I'm designing and then I'm bouncing yeah. it off of you because we mm-hmm. speak the same language. Right. Um, they see my brand video. They see my e-course. Yep. And they want all of that stuff right out the gate. And I get it. I totally get it. But you're going to spend twenty to $30,000 getting all of that stuff out the gate. Yeah. So what I would say is start with the thing. Like, don't think about your brand. Don't think about your video. Don't think about your digital product. Think about the thing that you do, why you do what you do. Um, I think it's Simon Sinex. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. But um, I, he has a book on why. I'll include it in the show notes. I can't remember the name of it. But he also has a TED Talk as well. So we'll include that in the show notes. But it's start with the purpose. Start with why you're doing what you're doing what is it? What do you have to sell? What is your service or what is your product? Um, so if you do have a product, use something like Etsy. You know, there are so many templates and sites that you can use and start there. And then once you prove it to yourself, once you make a little money, you can then reinvest that back into your business.
0: Yeah, my first web design projects were sold from Etsy. They were not sold from my own website that I designed developed myself. They were sold from Etsy, like using what you have available to you is so important. But I also like want to want to make the point that like some people are leaving a side hustle or no leaving a day job with savings, or with a want to jumpstart something because they're leaving a day job. And they want to go into a job that's going to be making them like relatively good money right off the bat. And from that, like I want to, I do want to express that because we are doing a podcast, yeah, this is a podcast, right? Because we're doing a podcast on how to run a debt-free business doesn't mean that you shouldn't, that it's completely unheard of to invest in your business right out the gate. Um, Kathleen and I are... Actually, we we're finishing up an indie boom project, but it has been launched for a while. Um, with a client of mine who who came to me not really wanting uh, or not knowing, excuse me, not knowing exactly what it is that she wanted to do, but she was able to invest in her business with money that I mean, guessing she already had. I don't even know, but re- regardless, she was able to able to invest in the services that we offer right out the gate, and in nine months has built a business that took me three years to build. That's true. Um, so
1: sometimes if you can spend that money right up front, you're yeah. going to grow much faster. Much faster. The thing that just scares me for people with that is, is that if you haven't had any, if you haven't had any clients or any experience through grassroots efforts or on the ground efforts before you ever even have anything ready to go, yes. how do you even know if you like what you're about to do?
0: Yeah. There has to be some level of experience that comes, like you don't quit a day job and then decide to start an ice cream business one day and then see what happens. Like (laughs) like, that's definitely not the course that we're, we're. So it's like you would have the day job, you would have your kitchen
1: aid mixer with your ice cream attachment and you would probably start with one batch of ice cream. Yes. Right. And then that's really good. And then slowly you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to make a leap. I'm going to buy a food truck because that's cheaper than a restaurant. So then right. you invest in a food truck, which is probably a whole lot of money, and the permits and all the stuff that goes along, insurance, all the stuff that goes along with that. But like you start there, and then that's really successful, and then you launch a restaurant that serves yeah. ice cream. I was um, recently in Marfa, Texas, with a bunch of really rad ladies, and I got to meet Malia Mills, who is a mm-hmm. swimsuit designer. In fact, um so Sophia, ah, v- oh, you can never say her last name. Vergara? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she's on the cover of Vogue right now wearing mm-hmm. one of Malia Mills swimsuits. Yeah. yeah. So I got to sit right next to her and her sister and they run their business together, which is called Malia Mills. And I was asking her, thinking about our listeners in mind, I was like, how did you start? And she said, I started with one swimsuit. You know, you start. So she started sewing with one swimsuit Got one customer, and slowly over time, over years—probably ten or fifteen years—for her, um, she's been able to open fourteen stores and her online site. So I mean, she's huge, but right. um, but it started with one swimsuit and one customer, and then one store, and one store turned into two stores. So I guess I'm just trying to say, like, start small and then build your way up. As far as investing in branding and web design from the get-go, yeah, a lot of our clients, like, we are their first big investment.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think it's important for sure, but I also think that there are ways to do it yourself for a while. Um, It can be a costly mistake. Like, if you invest – okay, here's the deal. Like, let's say you want (laughs) to invest in branding – but you're not quite ready i would say spend a hundred dollars on a template like on a good template and you're just typing your name out and it's just kind of clean it's good enough rather than spending three thousand dollars or you know maybe even like a thousand dollars on a designer who you kind of feel like meh about but they're the cheaper option that's still $1,000. Instead, spend like 100 save your money until you can spend the 6000 or whatever it costs to get the real deal or to get the person that you really want doing the job to do the job. Um, I don't think that, like me personally, I don't think I made any really costly mistakes in my business, but I've had a lot of friends spend a lot of money on website development,
0: and mm. oh, it I hasn't know. been...
1: You know, uh, maybe it was not clean code or whatever. And then someone else has to go in and clean it up for a lot more money. Um, Yeah.
0: Those sorts of investments, those sorts of investments can be scary. And I think that's, that's one of those things when you, when you are an online entrepreneur, like you're doing business online, you have to learn how to like see quality work in the tools that you'll be using. Um, Because that's, that's exactly what you should be investing in. Like as, as you go along, it's tools. Like that's all it is, and like you wouldn't hire a plumber and then let him walk away if your sink is still dripping. Um, and so, like being able to tell those things, whether it be web development or or branding—I don't know what a—we're <laughs> just gonna talk about ourselves all day today. Um, or, or, or let's say that you are wanting to invest a lot of money in in getting like in production of a product or something. Um, I've heard nightmare stories of people who who have the chance to to buy up. I don't know, a whole bunch of a product that they have designed or um, or developed in some way. And then they're stuck with crap tons of inventory. Okay, um, this is
1: a good example because you and I are going through this right now. Yeah. So we want to create product for our Being Boss listeners. Um, and so we're thinking about mugs and some notebooks and maybe some t-shirts, all these things. So I was... Emily and I have been talking about it and I've been talking to my printer about it. And um, I was saying, okay, how do we do this? Like, are we printing on demand? That's not incredibly efficient because basically you're printing one thing at a time, so it costs a lot more money um, to do that. Um, So I thought, what if we did a pre-sale, like a subscription where people are really paying to support the podcast, but kind of as a thank you, they get a mug or they get these notebooks. And then we can do a pre-sale. like So we do an entire campaign around this thing, Um, and then we're just printing what has been ordered. So that way we're not left with a bunch of inventory. I know that that doesn't work for people whose business is specifically product, but maybe like, maybe there's a way to gauge interest and see what's going to sell and what's not before you place your order.
0: Yeah, there, there are tons of ways to do that. Um, well, I I don't know so much about product. I do have a little bit of experience. Jessica Swift anyone knows her she's a cool chick um and i met her whenever she decided to za- to design rain boots and she put them on kickstarter and that was how she did she had this great idea to do um to design like really cool but also like with inspirational messages um rain boots and but didn't want to spend like 10 grand or whatever to like order these rain boots from china so god three years ago i guess she did a kickstarter and was like I think one of the one of the earlier like cool creative Kickstarter campaigns and did it and then and then was able to get her products. So instead of investing tons of money on this dream, she gauged interest by doing a Kickstarter campaign. It was funded. She was able to order them, um, and then she designed rain boots, and they were all over the country, which is way cool. There are ways to work the system. Like there are ways if you want if you need something, um, plan it out. Tell the universe and then in some way it will come to actually Jessica's, Jessica's story is a perfect example of this um, because she wanted to do rain And then this guy on LinkedIn found her um, who like had relationships in China that could help like the manufacturing connections that she needed. Um, and it just ended up sort of snowballing for her. Example number two, informational products is instead of hiring out someone to to develop your e-course and plan your content and write it, put up a page and tell people to go sign up if they're interested. To, they'll get a freebie. Um, and you can gauge interest on a particular topic before you put out sometimes tens of thousands of dollars for a massive um, development project to test your new program or your new e-course or um, your new coaching offering, whatever that may be. There there are less costly ways to test ideas than investing lots of money before you know what the interest is.
1: All right, let's pause for a second and talk about our generous sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help creative entrepreneurs get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. But I like to think of FreshBooks as my personal accountant. You guys, I actually use and really love FreshBooks. I first started using FreshBooks when I was first freelancing as a solopreneur about four years ago, and I remember it made me feel so much more legit in my business. I knew I needed to track my income and expenses, and whenever I researched all the different accounting software out there, FreshBooks just felt the most intuitive and easy, um, but since using FreshBooks, the functionality of it has grown and it is very legit and robust. So even as my business has grown, FreshBooks has always been able to accommodate my business needs. So now we really use FreshBooks as the financial hub of our business. Stay on top of your business with a clear picture of its financial health. Try FreshBooks for free today by going to freshbooks.com beingboss being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. All right, back to our show.
0: Um okay, so past the first year of investing, um we know it's important starting out invest in your necessary tools. Like what tools do you have to have to do the best job that you can? Um and then other than that, just wing it in a lot of ways. Get templates, um trade people for services, like a bunch of newbies getting together and trading stuff yes. is how magic happens. I mean, I think
1: that we worked in trade.
0: Actually, yes. My right. branding was in trade for e-course development.
1: And I usually don't. We don't work in trade anymore, though. We're like, no. we'll trade cash just because our right. we're so tricky now. I mean, just as far as like everything that <laughs> oh, we're Oh, David doing. would
0: spaz out <laughs> if it wasn't with cash. <laughs> it's easier to keep track of cash
1: as yes. like an exchange of effort and time than it is to keep track of what we're actually doing. Does that make sense? It it is. At least for you and I. We're both
0: like big enough businesses now that it's simply easier to do it in cash than to worry about, okay, like, do I have to monitor my time that much? Like that's more stressful for me now. But in the beginning... We were both in a place where, sure, we had some extra time. Like, I'll do that project for you. You can do it for me. And it was an even trade, and it worked out perfectly. So I think, like, in the beginning, that's a completely viable solution for getting the necessary tools and just pieces of your presence that you need to, to really rock it out. Because goal number one is not to blow out all of your cash. Goal number one is to get experience and start getting clients, because yeah, to then make some you'll start- cash. <laughs> I know, because then you'll start making the cash that you can use to actually invest in other things in the future. So, a year in, Kathleen, what did you invest in?
1: Okay, a huge one. I was trying to think of like the most expensive thing I invested in. Um, there's a few things that I can think of. One was a brand video, and that was a little uh-huh. more self indulgent, I guess. Like I just I wanted this thing. Yeah. So I invested some good money in that, and then another huge thing that I invested in that felt riskier was my Martha Beck coaching training.
0: Right. And that
1: was $7,000. And yeah. I remember going to Tara and being like and, – and my husband. I have to, like, ask both of them for permission. <laughs> I don't have to ask them for permission, but you know. Yes. And um, tell them that I want to do this thing. And I said, I want to do Martha Beck coaching training. I will pay for it myself. Like, Braid Creative doesn't have to pay for it. And uh, my sister was like, No, we'll pay for it. Like, because I think it can help our business. We didn't even quite know how it was going to help our business, but it has. Um, so that was huge. And it, more than anything, what I paid for there was the confidence to be able to coach other creatives. And know that I had some proper training under my belt. And that I had some tools in my belt that I could really use and draw on to help these people. I made my money back in like three months on that one. Um, So I made it back fast. And I continue it. Now it's it's invaluable. Like I can't even put a return on that investment. I guess I could look specifically at just my coaching clients. But I bring that training into everything. I bring it into our podcasts. I bring it into the Facebook group. I bring it into um, my branding and consulting Mm -hmm. clients. I bring it into everything, and then after that, the most recent big investment that I made that also felt scary was um, hiring a content coach. So our friend Erica Midkiff.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Who's cool shit, by the way. (laughs) She's amazing. She's
1: great. So we had actually done her branding. I find this too. I usually end up hiring my clients, not all of them, of course, but I hire a lot of my clients just because once I take them through the braid method, I believe in them. I'm like, yes, like I need this. (laughs) So we took her through the braid method, did her branding, and then we decided that we wanted to consolidate our e-courses. We have three of them. It is a lot of content. And we also wanted to bring in some of the best of our blog posts and the best of our newsletters into Mm -hmm. that e-course and so we hired her and it was um it was a good chunk of money to like have her consolidate all that stuff now that we're in the thick of it we're almost done we're going to be launching this new e-course in june june is that right
0: that's what's on my timeline kathleen (laughs) so (laughs) you tell me i know we're launching it in (laughs) june
1: And, uh, now, I mean, we've probably been working on this for what, almost six months now, or by the time that we launch, it'll be six months that we've been working on consolidating this. And I'm like, you couldn't pay me enough, you know, like I feel like I owe Erica, my firstborn child. By Fox, yeah. <laughs> Erica. I'm just I'm FedExing Fox over to you.
0: Yeah, we'll put holes in the box. Oh <laughs> <Aww>. no. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that
1: was a big investment, and uh, you know I'm not seeing any return on that yet because we're not selling our e courses yet. So again, it feels like a riskier kind of like ah.
0: Uh... Yeah. Soon. Soon. It'll be yeah. launched soon, and then you will begin seeing that return. Um, are there any other things you invested in, like? About a year in?
1: Um, another employee. So we hired. Yeah. Okay. So we hired my best friend, Liz, who I worked with in advertising. And Liz
0: is one of my favorite people, by the way. Oh. I just need to throw that out there. I love her Liz so much. Liz loves.
1: I love her so much. So she's already my best friend. She's quitting her job in advertising. And I told Tara, I said, we can't afford to not hire her. And so, yeah, Liz. And and we continue to invest in her. Like, I try yeah. and hook her up with a raise as much as I can <laughs> all the time.
0: Yeah. So. Liz is fantastic. She she was a very good investment. I I, I think I say that all the time. Every time I have a meeting with Liz, I'm, like, gushing over how amazing she is. Um, so employees was one of mine, too. Like, about a year – yeah, a year in definitely, and then um, and then just sort of growing from there. Employees was big networking events. Oh yeah, conferences. Yeah, conferences and and uh, I would like, say like that feels like a frivolous investment. It feels like it, but it's because not. you're traveling, <laughs>
1: and so for me, buying a plane ticket was always equated with vacation. So I always right. felt almost bad.
0: Yeah, just well, now have do. I gotten
1: over it? But I always see a return on conferences and networking events because I always end up getting jobs or opportunities from it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we met <laughs> at one, like, like, and that was actually, I think that was the first big networking event that i ever invested in and has proven obviously to be one of the best things i ever invested in so so networking events i think is super important i i think that that's a good thing for a year in i think a year in you should be like focusing on gaining that experience and like and getting clients and like really figuring out what it is that you want to do and then beyond that like start growing your reach by doing networking events um or like courses, things like making sure that you have some badass like social media strategy under your belt. Like learn the ropes of of actually running the business side of things once you know what your business is doing,
1: yeah. I guess. You um, know, I
0: think it comes back
1: to like crunching the numbers, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before in some of our other money episodes. But like just looking at what's going in what's going out, um, again, FreshBooks, <laughs> I mentioned yeah. them. I mean, they are a sponsor, but for real, I use them to look at what's going in and what's going out and to really get an assessment of how much money I have to spend.
0: Yeah, and so, don't spend more than you make. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's kind of as easy as that.
1: <laughs> it really is. It really is. And so make some money. And even if I, – I mean, I know that a lot of people – as someone in our Facebook said – you don't make money in your first year. I was like, I did. I did too. So that's a, that's a myth. Yeah. You don't have to go into debt and you can make money in your first year. You can make good money in your first year. Um, but
0: let's talk about like money mindset. And we, we have, I think, two podcasts on this at the moment. Like go back and look at our other podcasts because money mindset is everything. I went into my business – Having to make money, I graduated college David and I graduated the same same time um, he was he wanted to do the grad school route which meant and and he had like a research assistantship which made a little bit of money it paid the rent his job paid the rent period, so I knew that I had to do everything else. And because of that, I hustled my ass off and I made money my first year. So I didn't go into this with this idea of you have to make money or have money to make money. I didn't even think of that. Like that was so far from my like thinking space um that that would that never came up and it never stopped me from hustling because I think a lot of people use that idea you have to have money to make money as an excuse to not go work your ass off to make some money so you can spend it to make more money.
1: (laughs) Snap.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That was Emily's tough love because it's true. Like, it is simply that mindset that's going to make the difference from the very beginning Um, because you can go in this to make money or you can go in this sad because you're not making as much money as you want to in the beginning. I also really invested and had a lot of fun investing a lot of money in my workspace about oh, a year right in. yeah because i i worked from like oh man for a little while i had one of those wire racks like in the basement of our house in the mountains that i worked off of and like my computer if you touched it it probably would have fallen over because it was like it was a wire rack um and about a year into it i went to ikea and went on a shopping spree mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was so much fun to be able to A year in, not immediately, like that was not something where I was like, I'm going to start a business. So I need a new desk. It was, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to work from what I have. And then a year in, I took the money that I had made and I went and invested in a nice, comfortable workspace and a chair that I still have. It's still sitting right here. Sometimes I still use it for fun. Um, but doing workspace, like investing in a workspace and enjoying doing it, you worked your butt off for that money, so go, like, buy some things that you want and need, um, but then that just made me more productive because then I had a workspace that allowed me to work productively.
1: Yeah. I, um, I've i spent some money on some fun things that were not investments at all. Like, they're just yeah. straight up fun.
0: Well, see, and fun is an investment.
1: Yeah. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do it until I had the money, you know? So again, right. it goes back to whatever, having the money does. to do it. Um, okay. So running a debt-free business, again, I think that it also comes down to doing the thing. Like what is the thing that you're doing? What do you have to offer? What do you have to sell? Are you telling people how to hire you? Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like our podcast, like I just want to say that in every single one.
0: But are you? We should telling, just put that in the outro. Like, but are you
1: telling people how to hire you? Yeah. Because sometimes that's all it takes. Um, you know, so let's even look back at some of our guests, um, Elise and Scott from Hey Sweet Pea. Mm-hmm. Elise hadn't even started a business yet, and just kind of like threw the idea out on Twitter. She told people how to hire her. Yeah. (laughs) Or she said, would you be interested in hiring me if, it's kind of like when you want to ask a boy out and you're like, if I asked you out, would you say yes? You know, you're not even asking, you're asking, (laughs) you're asking if you can ask. Yeah. You're asking if you can (laughs) ask. So, um, remind people how to hire you and have something to offer, like have something to sell. Yes. Um, so I think that that's a huge, a huge part of it too. And then you're making money and then you can spend Mm -hmm. money. If you have a different situation or different circumstance, whenever it comes to spending money and making money and, um, investing a lot of money or going into debt from the beginning, and that's worked for you, I would love to hear from you on our Facebook group. So we'll leave a link to our Facebook group on the show notes. Um, but right now we have over a thousand members and there's such good conversation happening in there. So, in fact, before we did this episode, I asked our Facebook members um, what were some of the things that they invested in from the beginning whenever they launched their business. I asked them if it was a worthwhile investment, what they would have done differently, and if there's anything they didn't invest money in that cost them in the long run. So a lot of people responded with... Software and technology, the same things that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that as photographers especially, so one of our Facebook members, she said, in my industry, there's a lot of investment gear. She does videos and photography, all the gear. I don't impulse upgrade cameras, but there's a point where your gear is getting in the way of you actually making what you want to make. And so that's the thing is that she waited until her skills – had surpassed her gear, and then she leveled up. Um, Someone else said, let's see, the best decision so far that also took a year to reap the benefits of was purchasing quality business cards. So like you can go to Moo.com and get really nice business cards. Um, They even have where you can design it in the software there. Um, So getting quality business cards and joining my local chapter of AIGA. Through oh, yeah. that, I've been able to network with local creatives, found my next job and some of my tribe, and that came from Erica in our Facebook group.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing. I guess about a year in, I like I, I joined a chamber of Commerce like just to sort of like start some of that networking stuff because we had just moved to the town in the mountains. Um, I think investing investing in those networking things, which not even just events, but your local things, um, can be huge. Huge, huge. So good. Invest in those things. Yes. Um, One other person said, Ashley said, investing in
1: branding, logo design, and web design is always, always worth the investment. And trying to cut corners will waste money in the long run. Just save up and do it right the first time.
0: Amen to that. So
1: we weren't wrong for talking about ourselves and what we do being like a good initial first investment. But we're not yeah. the only ones who do it. There are a lot of people who do design and branding and web mm-hmm. development. Um, so, yeah, I agree. But I don't think that that should hold you back from doing the thing.
0: Right, now, So
1: you can still do the thing while you're saving up for that brand. Um So anyway, it was really cool hearing from our Facebook members all the things that they invested in as well. Now, I do want to talk a little bit. We don't have a whole lot of time. We have
0: a few minutes. This is important.
1: Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about like being boss, for example, as a side hustle that we're Mm -hmm. not making
0: any money on. Right. We're also not investing very much money in it. Like, well... Okay, we're so what for hosting. we're hosting? Yeah, we're paying for hosting.
1: We're paying for when we did our own branding and development. So we were lucky yep. there, I suppose. Yep. That we I'm got...
0: I'm still editing them. You're so still editing them. There's no investments, or we're not paying anyone to 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 do anything.
1: Well, we pay our assistants. So your we do your assistant helps us manage our emails, and my yes. assistant helps us with our show notes. Yep. Um. So and we're paying them, but it's out of our own. Like, Braid Creative is paying for my assistant, and Indie Shopography right. is paying for your assistant. So it's still not yep. being boss. Right. Um,
0: and, and and really, like, when you think about that, I'm doing that as an Indie Shopography employee, needing to hand that off. Exactly. So that I can do my client work. Exactly. Like, that's not just saying, I'm going to hire you for being boss because I'm too lazy to do this shit myself. It's because... I have client work to do. (laughs) Right. You have work to do that's actually making you money. So anyway, I just like, even
1: approaching this as a business that we're setting up, like I think that I'm approaching this much more as that, like if we, if we didn't have the skills that we had, we would be in Mm -hmm. debt right now. Right. So either one, this podcast we probably wouldn't wouldn't have done it. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say when this podcast wouldn't exist. Right. But two, like I'm about to maybe start another project with someone where I know for the first year it won't make money. You know, because everything that we make, we'll be putting back into the business, and I feel like that's what being boss is right now. Everything that we make from sponsorships or membership drives is going back into the podcast right. to grow this thing. And um,
0: but 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 even knowing what we know now, like and and being deep enough into each of our businesses that we have the capital to invest in making being boss awesome, we also know that we don't have to put money into being boss for it to be awesome. Exactly. which I think is such an important thing to think about. Like if you have the skills and you have the content and you have the want, (laughs) which is if you legitimately have the want to do something, you don't need the money. You simply need to do it and the money will come. I think that's a good place to end. (laughs) I agree. Well, really quickly though, I want to know what kind of things that you're investing in now.
1: Okay, so I'm about to hire a lawyer. Ooh, yeah. So, um, things like um, protecting our intellectual property, trademarking, copywriting. I haven't done any of that. Operating agreements. So even for us, Emily, like we don't even have a. We're not legit yet. Nope. (laughs) So, like getting that set up. So it's it's gotten to a place where now four years into my business, I finally need a lawyer. Yep. because I'm wanting to do other partnerships and yep. figuring out how all those agreements work i just need I need help with it um so that's a huge thing that I'm about to so
0: professional services yeah it's huge um i I want to like shine a light for half a second on how important investing in continuing education is. So courses and coaches and consultants and mentors, like whatever it is that you need to invest in to continue learning so that you can continue like up-leveling yourself and your business. What e-course are you
1: taking? What course or coaching are you doing right now?
0: um, So I have my sales coach, Kendrick. Um, I also, yesterday, I bought into that course that Elise and Scott were talking about on the Hey Sweet Pea episode. Yes. Create awesome online courses. How much is that? Um, it's a hundred. It's ninety-seven dollars a month for twelve months, so oh. twelve hundred bucks ish. Yeah. Um, over the course of the year, and um, so I'm thinking about doing a course, like a big crazy course. We'll see. I'm gonna get through it. See how the yeah. energy is flowing. Let's or do it whatever. for being boss. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: invested in like a moon goddess course.
0: Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah. like that's just so, for
1: fun. Totally yeah. woo woo.
0: But still, well, and again, I also, and fun, like yeah, that's another thing that I'm investing in a lot now. I've, I've worked my ass off. I have hustled it out five years into it. I can invest in, in self care for my brain. <laughs> and that means like doing fun things that I really just want to do to make me happy. Um, So you, you can get out, like once you have your computer <laughs> yeah. or your, your tech like the pieces of the puzzle that are ne- necessary for building a business. Um, and then you get things designed and developed so that it is you and so that you can sell to the masses. That's the point when you can start putting money into like just general self-care and happiness. Because you did the hustle, you did the work, and now you can't have fun. Um, but regardless, you can do all of this. All of this without going into any debt. If you learn how to work the systems. <laughs>
1: yes amen get that trial get that trial of fresh books and just have your three clients
0: (laughs) just archive and and unarchive as needed um until you can afford to do it free trials i still operate off free trials all the time i got one today Um, to record the podcast good a free trial i think free trials are magnificent i also think that payment plans are the creative entrepreneur's best friend yeah um It's it's totally possible. So I don't want to hear it from anyone that you have to have money to make money, because that's a load of horse poo, Um, because Kathleen and I are prime examples, and hopefully our Facebook group will have tons of people giving tips on how they have done it themselves, because lots of us do it.
1: All right. Thank you for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to our past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And if you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes. So actually, I have to say, the other day on our Facebook, I asked our Facebook fans to leave us a review on iTunes. And they did, and it launched us into the number two spot on all of business in iTunes, so we were just under Pat Flynn. So Pat Flynn, if you're listening to this, we would love to have you on as a guest on our show so that we can get in the number one spot.
0: Just for a day. Like, just let us in for a day. Just a day.
1: (laughs) We can find out whenever you're releasing your podcast so we can release ours on a different day so we're not competing, so we can get into number one. So anyway... Yes, show us some love by reviewing King Boss on iTunes and share it with a friend. Let your friends know about this podcast. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week.
0: What did you do? That was really loud. What did you just do? I opened my LaCroix. Oh, good for you.